0: We all have a yearning for love, but relationships can be confusing and complicated. Dr. Tammy Balashevsky says, it all starts from within. It starts with a journey to center. Here's your host for Journey to Center on Empower Radio, Dr. Tammy Balashevsky. Hello, my beautiful friends. Thank you for hanging out with us today on Empower Radio and Journey to Center. I think the hardest part about relationships is, and about life is having to say goodbye to those we love. Not only can it be heartbreakingly painful, like so many things, it can be overwhelming and incredibly confusing. It's such a gift when we can connect with others that have been down the road we're about to embark on and can light the way for us. I call these special souls Earth Angels and Wounded Healers. They're filled with wisdom and compassion because there's a sense of relatedness, empathy, and deep knowing today i'm filled with gratitude to be spending time with one of these earth angels we are here with marty tote marty is a medium angelic communicator spiritualist and author today we're going to be talking about her book when it's time to say goodbye this book is a wonderful heartfelt recollection of marty's journey through the battlefield of the final days of life and the ultimate death of her father Marty weaves you into her memories and shares what can happen while you're having to face the final farewell of a parent and most cherished friend. She draws you close to her heart, mind, and pain as she shares her courage, her hopes, her fears, and her innermost thoughts. Though her journey is heartbreaking, it's revealing and profoundly inspiring. All of us who have stood by while watching a parent or grandparent or someone we love's health rapidly decline will be able to relate to her story and will find healing for their aching hearts. So, Marty Tote, thank you so much for being here today on Journey to Center. Oh, you're welcome.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: So this is a pretty incredible story that you've written when it's time to say goodbye. Why did you decide to write this book and share your journey?
1: I think uh, in the beginning, I, I decided to write the book because I kept looking for something as I was going through uh, the last days of my father's life with him. And I kept thinking, shouldn't there be some sort of rule book? Isn't there something that's supposed to tell me how I'm supposed to feel? thought um, I was, you know, you think you're the only one going through it. It's your loved one.
0: Yeah, it's a pretty incredible think- topic. It seems like there should be some information or a manual or something out there and, and you couldn't find that, huh?
1: No, I, I think that uh, not to fit, you know, we're all individuals and so we feel that our losses because they affect us, uh, I mean really down to the core, uh, we're we're the only ones, you know, who feel like this and that's exactly how I felt. Uh, um, at the time, and I thought, gosh, no one's hurting like I'm hurting. No one's going ever gone through this. You know, uh, it wasn't so many years later that I realized, yes, Marty, everyone feels like that. So, yes, mm-hmm. that's why I wrote the book in the first place, was I wish I'd have had something to reach for.
0: Yeah, so uh, I've often heard, if, if you haven't found the book you need, write it, and it sounds like that's what you've done.
1: That's probably what I did do without even knowing I did it. But yes, I believe that is what I did.
0: Yes. So this was your first up close and personal experience with losing someone you love. If you knew now or knew then what you know now, is there things that you would have done differently?
1: Yeah, I think I may have probably just allowed my dad to leave. Uh, My father was perfectly fine and settled with, Uh, you know, cutting out. It's my time to go. And I was perfectly not fine and settled with that. I really honestly thought that I was going to find a cure for cancer and stop my father's death and find a way for someone to live forever the end. Um, I just knew it. I just knew that if I went there and took care of him, this wasn't going to happen. So you would have maybe
0: relaxed and allowed the process to unfold in a... And I think, well, so. I think he to tried to, control
1: t- it. yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: He tried oh. to tell
1: me, I'm fine with this. Why can't you leave it alone? And, uh, I think that's with all of us. Um, I think, uh, really there's a selfish part of us all, and, and it's very healthy for us to want to hold on as long as we can. Just one more minute, one more sentence, one more conversation. Don't go yet. There was a time uh and I, and i and i write about this very actually it's kind of it's it's rather shameful when i read it now but it was realistic then so i'm glad i wrote it um i actually grabbed him by his shirt and begged him to stay and not leave me
0: On no any kind of yeah it's, it's hard to be left you know, behind it, you know i mean it uh, obviously death is a very natural part of life and it's pretty much guaranteed that we're all going to be making that transition one day, but I think it's much harder for those of us that are left behind than those of us that are transitioning, you know, and we're both going to be on both sides of it, but I think it's much more painful to be, to be left behind.
1: I think that, uh, oh boy, no truer words were ever spoken. I, (laughs) I can remember at one point my, my dad would say to me, why can't you just leave this alone and we can enjoy our time together and I remember yelling at him and saying to him, all you have to do is die. I have to stay behind. And I realized, and I do now how selfish that sounds, but, <clears throat> excuse me, if we're honest, I think we all kind of feel that way. And I'm glad you brought that up, Tammy, because it's the one thing that, you know, I've I've always said that um, our schools, we teach our children um uh, how how the you know how a, a baby is made we um, we do the the share program and the dare program and we we have all these wonderful tools uh, to teach our children however the one thing that is inevitable the one thing that we will all go through all of us there's none of us are going to ever escape crossing over um, is the one thing that we don't Teach our children, so we throw them out there, and and everybody's kind of left on their own to not know or to know how to handle uh, letting go of a loved one. And so I would say probably in in that in that program where they teach children, you know, from the time a child is conceived and so on, that, you know, thirty percent of those kids will not have children. <laughs> But yet the one thing that's inevitable, we're not teaching anyone, you know. So I think that's another reason I wrote this book.
0: Yeah, you know, there are classes about that, you know, uh, procreation and, and, you know, that we have the birds and the bees talks. But yeah, in this culture in particular, we don't discuss death. We can talk about violence. It can be all over the televisions and we can talk about the bad news. But we often don't talk about this, this important chapter.
1: Yeah, I believe that, and I, I, you know, I'm not, I'm not real sure that uh, anyone is comfortable with that. I think that, uh, you know, um, I, you know, I've always said, you ever want to clear a room, you know, just, <laughs> just start talking about what happens oh. when someone dies, and everybody, my gosh, they start looking at their watches. And, gosh, I gotta go.
0: Um,
1: you know, it, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's an a uncomfortable very uncomfortable subject for
0: sure. I guess you know it is. Yes. It's hard. It's a very challenging subject. So I appreciate that you've written this book and have created. Um, a source or some information for people to maybe look to as they are walking through the process. So something you write about, Marty, is you make the comparison with The Wizard of Oz and your story, which I find, you know, very interesting because I am from Kansas. This is a, you know, I definitely can relate to this story. So can you tell me (laughs) a little bit about um, how this came about for you and why you ended up making this comparison?
1: You know, I think that uh, most of us who have seen that movie, and I'm sure most of us have watched it a million and one thousand times. Who knows? It depends on your age. Um, but if you if you look at the Wizard of Oz, and and um, I, I got this at a very young age. Um, some people see this as you know, it's a really scary thing with trees that slap people and and you know, crazy flying monkeys. Um, but as I look at that movie, it actually, to me, it, there's such a comparison to life. First of all, you know, uh, she's out looking. She, the movie starts out, what is she's out looking for? Uh, something uh, more than what she has. So she sets out on this journey, and she meets all kinds of people. And, um, you know, along the way, uh, people that are kind, people that are different from her, the munchkins. I mean, we all meet people that are different from us. And and then as she goes through her journey, you know, she, she relies on her friends. Should we go this way or should we go this way? And the entire movie is set around them searching for this person that they've never seen. They don't even know if he exists, but they just know he holds the answers to getting her home. Okay, and isn't that what we do when we pray? And so, exactly. mm-hmm. you know, so this whole movie is centered around, you know, the thing I, I really got at a, like I said, at a very young age is, hey, wait a minute. They get to those big old gates and they get to that door. And I look and I think every one of those yellow brick roads led to this place. It didn't matter which way they went. You know, she asked the scarecrow. He asked her, should we go this way or should we go this way? And they just picked a road, but all of those roads led to Oz. It was just, what would the journey have been? Well, we won't know that because they took that road. Mm -hmm. And so it's very comparable to life. Um, We've all known witches. I think we can all say yes. We've known the wicked witches. We've (laughs) known the good witches. You know, we've known the flying monkeys. We've known the munchkins. We've known every part of that, and and it just uh, it just resonated with me.
0: Yeah, that's uh, it's incredible. It is archetypal, and most of us can relate to that story. And I like what you're saying. All roads are going to lead to the same place. It's like, how do we want to take this journey? How do we want to make this? Journey? You know,
1: yeah, and I think at the end, you know, uh, I think we all, especially as children, as we watch that. Um, I could never not cry when she was saying goodbye to her friends. And, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, and so there it is again. When it's time to say goodbye, I mean, she knew she wasn't going to see them again. Um, So she was very emotional. And um, the very thing that she had been trying to run from the entire time, she held the very key to getting home were those ruby red slippers, and, you know, at the end, she says uh, that, you know, when the, they ask her, you know, the, the the good witch, of course, you know, the one that we all wait for to come down in the big bubble and save us. <laughs> and she said, you know, what have you learned? And she said, I've learned that if you ever go looking for your happiness, that you need not look any further than your own backyard. And that, once again, takes us back to inward. Really? Mm-hmm. Our own backyards? And, Tammy, um, I mean, that's exactly what you teach. <laughs> Journey to center.
0: <laughs> Manifesting yes. from the inside out. It's all in the exactly. center of ourselves. It's true.
1: Exactly. It comes together beautifully, doesn't it?
0: It really does. Yeah, the kingdom of heaven is within, but it's so compelling to, to run around and, and look outside of ourselves and ask people for their wisdom or their answers. And, and I found what works better is just, tuning into my own heart, the still small voice within and then find other people to just have these kinds of conversations with, you know, and share their experiences. So, you know, it it works for me. And um, I appreciate you, you know, being willing to have this conversation because I do think it can uh, deeply resonate for people and support them in their own knowingness. And isn't that what it's all about?
1: So Mm -hmm. it is.
0: So I feel like you do that with um, your gifts, your medium, you're a spiritualist and an angelic communicator. Um, I'm curious, do you feel like in some way that your father's death opened you to accepting these gifts in a deeper way?
1: I think uh, at that point, I was 34 years old when I lost my father and had never lost anyone very close to me. I mean, my grandparents, but I, I wasn't close to my grandparents, so... Um, some things that, that were right in my face at that time, uh, yes, yeah, so and my father even tried to tell me, y- you're running from yourself, Marty, you're, you're, you're running from things that, you know, why are you afraid of you? And I thought that's absurd, you know, how, how absurd, how, how dare you ask me those questions, you dying old man, you, and, um, the, the beauty of that was that yes, it did open me up and yes, I did feel. Um, You know uh, I did feel the things he asked me. uh, Do you feel them? And I lied and I said no You know, I didn't want to feel them. I didn't want to feel those people around my father I've had this gift all my life. My father knew that and he covered for me when I was a kid Um, and I uh, I think I just didn't I wanted them gone. I just wanted this whole thing gone and so when I came home I realized that they came with me, and it was very strong. And I think it was probably a turning point for me. Yes.
0: Wow, that's interesting. I didn't. I didn't realize that you had resisted it so strongly um, prior to well, leaving. Well, I felt um, different.
1: You see, yeah. you know you're different as you're growing up. You know you're different, and um, you, no one wants to. You know, being different in a good way, then everyone pats you on the back and says, yeah, that's great. And I also have another saying about clearing a room. If you ever want to clear a room, tell someone you're a medium. (laughs) Um, And so I didn't like that feeling of being different in that way. I had no way to prove. Um, Somehow, I think as human beings, we think we have to prove something. You know, how do I prove this? If I would have just let that go... And allowed myself to feel, which a lot of us out there do, Um, we we run from the very thing uh, that was given to us graciously um, to help others. And boy, I didn't just run from it. I buried it. Mm -hmm. I didn't like feeling different.
0: No, I get that, but I feel—I don't know what your perception is, Marty—but I feel like more and more people are coming out, <laughs> coming forward. There's more than five senses going on here, and I think everyone—if you're breathing, you're an aspect of creative intelligence. You have a gift. We all have gifts. It's just a matter of yes. tuning in, tapping in, turning on, and saying yes. I I receive this. I'm willing to use this to help other people or make the world a better place. It seems like these conversations are happening a lot more. I think we have a whole radio network about this.
1: <laughs> yeah, think. Yeah, yeah I, I like it. <laughs>
0: I do, too.
1: I do, too. And I think that yeah, it's becoming more uh, comfortable for people to say, well, well yes. yeah, I believe. Yes. Wait, I, I believe that it doesn't end here. I, I, I think that when, you know, I was born in 1958, so coming up you know, in the 60s as a small child and trying to, you know, tug on your mom's apron and say, excuse me, but can you tell me who these people are that are talking to me? At that point in time, no. You know, yeah. no, it was yeah. like, okay, go away, kid. Yeah, sure. But now, yes, Tammy, because of people like me, because of people like you, I, I, I think that once one person steps out on the platform and says, hey, You know, I'm like this, and everyone else kind of follows suit and says, hey, me too. So, yes, and I love it. I love it. I think we are all gifted. I think we all have gifts in different areas. I totally agree with you.
0: Right. Yeah, I think everybody is different. I always say, you know, if God wanted us to be like Canadian geese, he would have made us that way. Oh, he already did that. (laughs) We're supposed to be different. I hope I'm not offending Uh the Canadian geese. Maybe they think they look different to each other, but, you know. As a human, they look the same. No, they I think the they understand where you're coming from. All right, yeah. I didn't want to offend anyone there. <laughs> if you have a Canadian... No, hero, right. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> so, yeah, we're supposed to be different. And, you know, to, to figure that out, celebrate it, enjoy it with no apology, you know, I think then um, because out of reality, the reflection of inner reality, the world can shift around that. And I think that's I think when it becomes apology is a really
1: good word. I yeah. I think it's a really good word. Don't we always feel like if we... If we're different, if we step out there and then we the, the, we, we typically want to say, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to insult you. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to, you know, so apology. Yes. It's funny you would mm. say that. I, I agree. I totally agree with that.
0: Yeah. Living with I've apologies instead of uh, appreciation and playing small rather than, you know, claiming our light and our, you know, uniqueness. I think that's, that's when life can get fun. When we say, yeah, I am different and I am unique and I like myself and I love myself and I'm going to celebrate myself and, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, things can definitely take a turn for the better when we do that.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. Yes.
0: So, Marty, something you write about, and I haven't uh, read this before, this particular term, is an escort angel. What is an escort angel?
1: You know, in my in my years of practice, I've realized that um, I do last rites at the hospital. And so um, I, I didn't know what that was myself. Um, and then I had to look back on on my my experience with my dad. Uh, my dad would try to tell me, "There's people here. Don't you feel them?" And I thought, "No, I did feel them. Of course, I felt them." And um, he said, "They're they're my escort service." And I thought, "No, they need to go away. No, there is no <laughs> escort service. They're gone. You're not going anywhere. To banish them, <laughs> right? You know. So just stop talking like that. But as I uh, progressed through through my life, accepted my gift, embraced it, enhanced on it, and learned to accept Marty and, and, and love me for what was gifted to me and use it, I realized that we are all graced. We are all graced with this service, and um, I believe it's so that no one dies alone. Um, I think that we all have an escort service. Who is in our escort service is totally up to us. I believe we chose that a long time ago. Um, there are escort angels. Um, sometimes uh, we're gifted uh, with the presence of a deceased loved one that went before us. They can be our escort service. Um, hospice has a saying, when you see someone you know, you won't come back. And I think that's beautiful so, that's um, comforting. yes, we, that's a comforting thought. Yeah, very comforting. I know who I yeah. want there. <laughs> yeah. I think we all do. I think we all think, you know, I, I think we all have that idea. Gosh, that would be nice. Well, if that's You'd like your to idea with. of crossing uh-huh. over, you get to manifest it. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. I think that again, intention is so powerful with our lives and I'm sure, you know, that continues with our transition and our death.
1: Yes. And I, I think that uh, as, as I listen to people, and I I learn more from my clients than they could possibly ever learn from me. As I listen to people, and and I and I hear their their fears, um, I I think what I get is, uh, but I don't know, but I don't know how to die, and and I say to them, it's okay, they because that's the way you didn't know how to be born either okay so trust me it'll happen you know Relax. just, just
0: mm-hmm. release
1: and let go and 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 just it's like falling and with with no fear of hitting bottom can you imagine how great that feels and as you're sounds falling like
0: yeah that sounds like yes to and me. as and
1: and as you're doing that all of the the, the things on this earth that troubled us that, Um, you know, that, that made us feel yucky, all of those things, they just kind of fall fall away from us and the only, only the good things are left. And so, um, we create our own heavens. I believe, I believe our perceptions again, manifesting, um, pick whatever you want, take it with you. You know, we're not going to take the bad stuff. Lord knows why would we do that?
0: Well, yeah, we say all the time that we live on a planet of duality. When we transcend, we go back into unity, and then there is no bad stuff. (laughs) No, exactly. Yeah. I tell people, just close your eyes, let go, and release. Relax and enjoy the journey. So it seems like we're hardwired for fear and, and to not really accept that. It seems like that's not necessarily natural from the human perspective, or maybe that's just what we're taught.
1: Oh, I think we're all, you know, the unknown. I'm, I'm, I have a little bit better perspective of the unknown, so to speak. I, I absolutely have uh, no question in my mind as to to what goes on over there. What does it look like? Well, I don't know. I've got to manifest that. That's my heaven. <laughs> um, so, you know, I'm still working on it. I mean, you know, I, I, I put things in my basket all the time, taking that with me. You know, I'm taking that that. feeling with me, and I'm, you know, so um, I think that it's kind of like, you know, uh, trying a new restaurant. Well, what if we don't like the food? Oh, just bite the bullet and go try it. You know? Yeah, I say it's like a buffet. Unknown.
0: trying things and refining.
1: Right. Right. No, that's exactly right. And I think the unknown is, yeah, it's scary to most people, but, um, you know, trust me. I mean, it wasn't so bad coming to this place, so, you know.
0: I mean, that's got to be. <laughs> I think 10 this is much better, harder, yeah. but you know, we're, I think we're doing just fine. <laughs> yes, we are doing just fine, absolutely. So, Marty, if somebody wants to get a hold of your book or you for reading, how can they do that?
1: Well, uh, my book is on Amazon. It's on Balboa Press, and it's on BarnesandNoble. dot um, It's also available in Kindle, Nook, and Ebooks. Um, so they can just go there to uh, purchase the book. Um, In order to get a hold of me, um, I take all of my own calls and uh, book my own readings, and I welcome uh, phone readings. um, So they can call me directly. Uh, Do you want me to give my number now?
0: Whatever you want. We've got just about a minute left.
1: Absolutely. They can reach me at 775-232-8191. They can also go to my website at angelicsensations.com, or they can email me at marty at m a r t i at angelicsensations.com. I welcome anything. You know, they can send me an email,
0: a question. Um, all are welcome. I love it. Well, Marty, you are so much fun. I had a reading with her. I recommend it highly. Angelic Sensations. Dot com and I'm going to get you back on so we get, we get more Marty which I just love so <laughs> thank you to my listeners for hanging out with us be in touch with me Tammy B PhD if you have questions comments concerns I just want to connect with you so God bless you take care of yourself celebrate yourself onward and upward bye for now